This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Caps fans, we've got a great episode on, for you today. Going to be talking about the IIHF World Cup and a little bit of Caps news as well. So probably a little bit of a shorter episode. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, we'll see how short it stays once we start <laughs> talking about Canada. Right. Um First of all, I've got to uh, tell you, though, about our sponsor, DraftKings. The second round is in full swing, and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free down, free to, free to play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes. Up to gra- up for grabs each day. The best part is that it's free to play. DraftKings free to play. Pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app. Go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-ranked DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of basketball playoffs. Head DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings. DraftKings app, THPN, thank us later. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Thank us later. Thank us later. Uh, I don't know if I've been supposed to read that part, but I don't know. I, I did it. Uh, the reason that we are so, uh, that was a little bit uh, choppy is because we're now watching the Vegas Knights go up 3-1 on Colorado as we are recording on Sunday, and that just fucking sucks. Vegas yeah. just needs to go the fuck away. If you uh, if you listen when it drops, you already know the result of this game. Um, but yeah. as I've said before and uh, you know, said multiple times, I am also an Avalanche fan, which is why I'm wearing my Berkey jersey. It's uh, really for me, it's the best of both worlds: my Caps and Avalanche love. And uh, seeing this right now. Uh, Vegas has definitely found their stride in this series, even though after game one, they looked really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, so hopefully by the time this drops, the series is three, two Colorado. Yeah, no doubt. I do not see them winning this game. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we should pop some taps. Yep. One, two, three. Paulie, there's still six minutes left in the fucking second. I mean, this is a two-goal game. Well, listen. I've been a Caps fan for 15 years. <laughs> an Avalanche for 20. Uh, a Raider fan my whole life. Notre Dame fan my whole life. I've learned not to get my hopes up because 
all of these teams have broken me time and time again. Oh my god. Okay, that's a little excessive. But, but on a high note, Notre Dame baseball just qualified for the dude. Super Regional. Um, you know, so I'll be talking about that next week. Nobody gives a shit, win. dude. Nobody gives a shit, though. You don't have to talk about it. I will, though. No, but you shouldn't. I will. Uh, if right. anyone noticed on the last episode, I was wearing an Iceland jersey. Got that on Amazon. Um, clear this up for me. Uh, I'm pretty sure in the movie they were black, but my jersey uh, looks very dark blue. It's a little bit sus. So, you know, chime in. Let me know if I really got what I paid for. That was this, just a pre-HD time. Bro. This $28 jersey. <laughs> Um, the Mighty Ducks ones came back legit, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it was just the, the quality. Um, I don't know. I thought they were black because the, the villain team has always worn black jerseys, in the the first three movies: Hawks, Iceland, and then the the Black Hawks. Is that what they were called? Or, in D three. Anyway, I have no idea, dude. Uh, so yeah. If you know, let me know. All right. Um, <laughs> Caps fans, Canada has won another gold in World Juniors. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, in the World Cup. Well, World Championships. Sorry, World yeah. World Championships. World Championships is every year. World right. Cup is not. Right, right. Sorry. Excuse. Um, uh, how did this happen, Polly? Well... So coming out, well, okay, so Canada lost their first three games. Right. To USA, I think Germany, and Latvia. Uh, The fact that they lost Latvia really felt to me like they weren't going to get it. But they made it to the quarterfinals. How? Uh, Well, they they won the rest of their games Mm. after the first three. Um, They beat... I'm pretty sure top seeded Russia in overtime, two to one. Wow. USA smacked Slovakia six to one. Finland beat the Czechs one nothing. And Germany beat Switzerland three to two. So, you know, looking looking all right. Okay. But then we have the Battle of North America. Canada beats USA four to two. And Finland beats Germany <sighs> two to one. So uh, you know, after me talking shit, I even made a TikTok about it, um, <laughs> about Canada losing those games. Uh, I feel like a real ass. Uh, today, USA beat Germany in the bronze medal game, and Canada, in overtime, took home the gold 3-2. to two. Uh, One thing I thought was really cool is veteran Americans Brian Boyle and Justin Abdelkader were tossing out the medals instead of, like, an executive. They were, like, you know, like, basically putting a lay on them, you know. Right, but what they weren't playing. Boyle and Abdelkader were. They're on the roster. I think Abdelkader got hurt. They played. Oh, wow. Okay, well, and so what, it was like the two captains you're saying, basically. Yeah, they were co-captains. Okay, I I, I didn't really get to watch the games. I just followed on Twitter, but... I would assume they traded off the sea if they were co-captains. Right. But, um, 
yeah, it's pretty cool to see those guys playing. And, you know, the rest were – there were a lot of unknown and young guys. Um, Cal Peterson, young hawk goalie from L.A. He yeah. was on the roster. Notre Dame boy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just so frustrating. Like, come on, Canada. Even when you suck, you win. This is this just drives home your point right. that Canada could put in their their third selection team and still win golds. Oh yeah, Canada could cut could cut their first two hockey teams, cut them, pick them, and cut them, and uh, they still would would win gold medal in Olympics and most international play. It's fucking bullshit, is what it is. Well the. The three Ted Lindsay finalists are Canadian. None of them played. You know, like that just right. goes to show you the depth. And they were all, um, well, actually, who was the, it was Crosby, McDavid, and who? Oh, Austin Matthews. He's right. American. Okay. But, you know, there were so many Canadians who had been eliminated from the playoffs that were eligible that didn't join the roster. Right. And it's, ugh, I hate it. And I I think I heard them say on the radio today, yeah. Team USA men have only won one world championship gold in like the 30s. Ever? Yeah. One ever? Yeah, let me let me Google that real quick to make sure. That's ridiculous. Um, something to note there, though, is that that first, at least like the qualifying was pretty interesting. You know, I don't ever, I don't know what happened in Great Britain. Obviously, they didn't make it to the quarterfinals, but they put out a good showing. Yeah, um, they got their first win at this level since the sixties. Yeah, which is great. And then you know you've got Germany in there contending for a gold medal. You know, we talked about with Ole Kolzig about uh, his thoughts because you know he's a German national. Uh, you know, he he doesn't claim Germany as far as being trained there because he was trained Canadian, um, but. You know, it's interesting to see, like, the growth of the game. And I'm happy for it. You know, I mean, overall, I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped. Uh, it's correct. The 1930s is the last time 1934. Won. Wow. The last time USA won the gold at Worlds. Now, they have 1960 USA with an asterisk because the gold medal. They didn't have it that year. Right. Um, they don't have it on... Olympic years, which makes sense. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, honestly, pretty crazy that we've won more Olympic gold medals than world championships just by a numbers game. Yeah. It, very interesting. Um, uh, just for reference, the leader is tied. Canada and Russia slash Soviet Union each have 27 golds. Wow. And then the Czech Republic's third, no? Yeah, they have 12. Um, so in total medal count, uh, Sweden is actually third at 47. But, yeah, the Czech have the third most goals. Interesting. Well. So disappointing for Americans. Yeah. Especially to lose to Canada in the semis. What the fuck? I wouldn't say as disappointing as either 
the World Cup or the last Olympics. Right. Because I thought in the World Cup, they severely underperformed, especially after beating Canada at that Pittsburgh exhibition game. Yeah. And the last Olympics, we really thought we had a chance with no NHL guys. And, you know, USA looked terrible. Really, the only one who had a good tournament was Jordan Greenway. Right. And um, Germany almost won the gold that year. So, I guess the one thing I like about no NHLers in the Olympics and then with the World Championship having limited or less top talent NHLers Mm -hmm. is that you get more competitive tournaments. You mean, yeah, like parity in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Great Britain wouldn't lose by any less than five in the Olympics. True. So. Possibly. Well, I mean, mean, without NHLers, now they might be able to compete. Fair. So. Um, Yeah, you know what? I didn't think that the, the game was, you know, whenever you go to the international ice, the larger sheet, uh the in-close skill level and speed is less apparent. Yeah. And the physicality. But <clears throat> I, I would I would kind of like in uh I don't know, maybe maybe I'm talking out of my ass here, but I would liken the game to like a very clean, like a very top-in clean junior game. Well, so as you were saying all that, it kind of makes me think it, it breeds hockey like what they talk about in Miracle. Like, it makes me think that it really benefits that 1960s through mid-80s Soviet Union style. Right. They Puck possession. Yeah, yeah. Great passing. They weren't overly physical. It was right. just really good team play. And I think that really shows itself in the international game, especially when there's less NHLers, is the importance of the team and the passing. No doubt. Absolutely. And um, also, like, like the physical training of the team, the how in shape you are to be able to skate that ice. Uh, Which the the European leagues place more of an emphasis on that. Um, You know, just from interviews I've heard, those European leagues, they do training camp for like a month. Yeah, and it's like hardcore conditioning because I've heard interviews of NHLers that are like they've been over there and it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, and, and not only that, like they're well, you're skating the larger sheet, and like also goals are harder to come by on the international level. I feel as well. Yeah, when you're playing evenly matched teams, you know, obviously there's the blowouts that you see in international play, but that's more or less just a powerhouse team versus like a, not a great team. Right. But in, um, you know, I mean, think back to like the last matchup between USA and Canada, like just now, uh, USA lost four to two. I'd say that's like a pretty heavily, that's a high scoring game. It was probably three, two. And then, a then a, uh, uh, empty netter. And then you have like Finland beating Germany two to one. And then three, two in overtime, right? So like, yeah. uh, I think there's a, I think you're right. I think that, and that's why I kind of liken it to like a more, uh, systematic juniors or like even like lower, like, uh, level pro, not the A, but 
because there you have like the the real good studs because nobody is like a super standout. So everybody has to play a more um, team friendly game in the sense of everybody's covering for everybody. You can't just pass one guy the puck and he's breaking through the neutral zone and then destroying the D, you know, there's three guys back a lot. Uh, You know, Sweden is a big, big, uh, you know, they pioneered the trap, you know, like things like that. International plays is kind of what I was getting at, but yeah, I I would say, Oh, sorry. No, no. I mean, Um, maybe I'm off base. I'm kind of talking out of my ass had strengths. So no, I, I think when you watch the the, the pro game in North mm-hmm. America and then yeah. you watch international, you can tell there's a, a cultural difference of gameplay. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily like actual human culture, but like the culture within the game is different in, you know, how they attack the game. Sure. And I mean, like I said, I think it's more structured. Yeah. I think it's kind of like watching a faster version of roller hockey, you know, because roller hockey, they play full size sheet four guys. Right. It's a lot of open space. It's a lot of skill. Where the fuck? Wait, wait, where was the last time you saw a pro roller hockey game? Though? Sometimes I watch like videos on YouTube. There's still pro roller hockey. Yeah. I think the, the main roller hockey is international though. Like, uh, I know Team USA, a couple of the, the guys on Team USA's roller team play, and this was a couple of years ago, but they were playing in the SPHL. So, that's like single A minor league, the league below the ECHL. So, like, there were guys playing pro ice, but then they'd go play international roller. Could I play international roller? No. Dude, you get, I used to be so <laughs> In high school, I used to be so sick at roller hockey when I was playing, like, the JV squad, and I was, like, a junior. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I remember, I think you were with me. We went yeah. up and played roller at that barn in Pittsburgh. With it, a low ceiling? Yeah. Bridge, Bridgeville. Yeah. We yeah. played with some kid who's strictly a roller hockey player. Yeah. He was in high school there for open stick time. Yeah. And he was dancing around us. He was not dancing. Yes, he was dancing he around was. you. No, maybe. you do, no. <laughs> there is a huge when you play roller hockey, the the people who specialize in roller, it's almost like it's a different sport. No, it's I don't know. Ice ice Look. hockey translates to roller, but when the people specialize in roller, there is an absolute difference. Bro, roller hockey players cannot fucking skate. All right, look on ice. I the tr- you can always tell in beer league who played roller hockey. Yeah, who's and I'm look. I've started playing roller hockey. That's how I started playing. I know hockey. it's obvious. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 but like you're you're dragging the foot and shit. Like yeah. Um. I, I don't know. No, here's the thing. Roller hockey is a like at the I guess high school level is all about like showboating because you have so much room and you're not afraid anybody's gonna fucking to kill you when you're doing like these ridiculous spinoramas that that do nothing. They do nothing. How many times have you seen a roller hockey player make a movement like that did nothing? There's you, you didn't get past a guy that literally did nothing that a fucking like forehand backhand move would have made would have done. Yeah. But 
See, that's another big difference. While I, I did, you know, show us or try to show a similarity between international hockey and roller, a big difference there is, you know, you're talking about goals are hard to come by. Roller hockey has like lacrosse scores. Like yeah, because it's a joke. 10. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's because it's breakaway after breakaway they're giving up. There's no offsides. There's no icing. Yeah. I hate that. I mean, it's, it's, you could literally just have somebody cherry pick the whole time. That's what happens. Yeah. And that's why it's like, it's almost like the basketball of hockey. Yeah. Roller really should be five on five ice hockey rules. So when I was in high school, like roller hockey used to be, um, like pro roller hockey was like the globe trotters. They traveled around to mm-hmm. different rinks and it was full contact, full pads, uh, four on four, no icing, no offsides. But it would be a bloodbath. People would be fighting. There were just fights all the time. That still existed when we were in college. Because I remember, you know, I'd, I'd look it up just to see. What it was it like about. $5 to watch these games, dude. Yeah. Like 15 bucks. That'd be fun to play in. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I only... Uh, I, okay, here, here's the thing. Anybody in the 703 who's listening right now... Fairfax, Virginia, splash and play. Do you guys remember this fucking place? That had an NHL size indoor air conditioned. Inc- I mean, the surface was fucking incredible, dude. Yeah. I mean, it was like not just like that crappy thin tile. Mm-hmm. These tiles must have been so thick. I mean, they had pad. They were like rubbery. You could like hockey stop on them. And they kept it in good shape. And had NHL ice boards like around it, yeah, like boards. Uh, Basically, what we play on. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's no tunnel green. <laughs> um, it, uh, no, but dude, this place was awesome. Um, and that's where, like, dude, I would tear that. I would tear that league up. I mean, I also I was playing against like kids who were terrible. But, glory days. Yeah, it was the glory days, man. Um, I remember this kid. His name was Andy Hubbard. Uh, wow. Called out. Yeah. Shout out Andy Hubbard. This, he was a magician, man. And he was like so built for roller hockey because he quit playing ice. He played a couple years in ice, but we weren't, we were like middle bench sitters, dude. Like nobody got, we didn't get ice time. He was pretty small, a small kid. Um, but he would play roller hockey and be fucking, he like, dude, the hands, man. We won championships. I mean, it was sick. And, uh, I one time I saw him score. Four fucking goals the exact same way right off a of face-off. <laughs> right off the middle center ice face-off. Won it on his forehand. And it was just forehand, backhand, in, dangled the fuck out of the defender. The same exact way every single fucking time. Four times in a row. Same shot on net. Right in. Nice. Four times in a row. Like, that happens. Goal. Center ice. That happens. Goal. Center ice. Four times. Yeah, I can count. Thank you. Four <laughs> in a row. <laughs> I mean, I was impressed. Yeah, this is I was kind of pissed off because I was like, "Pass me, dude!" Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, and he would score shorthanded. I mean, he would just dangle dudes, and that was uh, all it was. Uh, it was just a he had zero fear of getting hit, uh, which increased his game and confidence hardcore. Not that he was a bad hockey player at all, just so. If hockey removes hitting, is that what the pro game will be? I hope not. 
I, I... Well, that's what I'm saying. I know you don't want hitting removed. There's a reason there's no pro roller hockey Do you on TV, think but... that if hitting was removed, that's what ice hockey would become? Yeah, just a bunch of showboaters. Mm-hmm. Like the fucking NBA dunking on people, like out and, you know, breakaway dunk, like layups, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want that. I don't want that. You know, if, <laughs> you know, I want, I want Dale Hunter plays where if you score a goal and eliminate me and, and seven, I get to cross check you in the back of the fucking head and put you out of the, you know, probably just end your career. Wow. I can't agree with that. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the no. cross checks. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Obviously, I'm joking. But well, speaking of Dale Hunter, let's talk Caps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Polly, you're being, you're getting good at these transitions, but yeah, we're we gonna do the soundbite or uh, no? No, I I don't have it up. All right. <laughs> Just imagine hockey skates. Click right. off the post. Washington wrap around. <laughs> there we go. Um. So you have this thing. We talked extensively about the Shifley hit in the last episode, but Tom Wilson trending on Twitter after Shifley's suspension, and you have it in here in all caps, rent-free. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a joke. Um, I don't I don't understand people sometimes. Yeah, and I feel like it just comes down to every time something happens on the ice, people are just going... Well, Tom Wilson didn't get suspended. Blah 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 blah. Right, or Tom Wilson got this many. We should we should get him a hundred more. Right. Uh, you know, folks, it's not roller hockey. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I just want to continue to relive the glory days of my roller hockey career. I'm going to be honest. Um, the Washington Capitals have re-signed forward Joe Snively to a one-year, two-way contract for seven hundred fifty. What is this? Seven hundred fifty thousand or nine hundred k? Yeah, I think that depends on what. Right, if he plays in the in the in the in the show, he gets nine hundred k. But you have ninety k here, so I don't know. Yeah, ninety is probably his AHL pay. Ninety k. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Um, Can you imagine the difference in paychecks? Yeah, like say one week you get twenty grand, next week you get eight. Well, what's the league minimum in the NHL now? The NA, I don't know. Seven fifty. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, senior vice president, general manager Brian McClellan announced that on Thursday. Uh, we'll see. I've I've no idea what this kid's about. Yeah, um, me neither. He's a little older. I think he's like mid twenties, early twenties. Uh, so we'll see. Um, Sunday, June sixth, the Washington Capitals. And Caps Gaming hosts the first ever American Special Hockey Association Esports Challenge uh, on the Capitals Twitch channel on Sunday. And that started at noon. So a total of 48 special hockey athletes from the United States and Canada will play EA Sports uh, NHL 21 in an adaptive virtual environment. Each player will represent their home, ASHA teams, to compete for prizes and raise awareness towards special hockey. The Capitals will be joined by nine other NHL clubs and the embassy of the United Arab Emirates in Washington, D.C. in support of the event. Isn't that who paid to keep the Metro open during the Cup? The UAE? Uh, the UAE? UAE, yeah. 
Yeah. It was it was someone from the Arabian Peninsula. I think it was them. Yeah. And they're a really rich country, so that makes sense. Oh yeah, they got that they got that oil money, dog. Yeah. Um, um Yeah, so they, they raised over sixty three thousand for ASHA. Um, and the East Coast Bias is who won the tournament. So congrats to East Coast Bias and everyone who participated in this groundbreaking event. Yeah, no doubt. And I have a question. So is this like American Special Hockey Association eSports? So like, what is that? Is that... I believe uh, it's disabilities. Like sled hockey and stuff? Um... Like those type of players playing Chell? I will give you clarification. All right, moving on. The Smithsonian's National Museum of African American History and Culture, the NMAAHC, has installed a new exhibition case uh, dedicated to, the, to hockey, which is awesome, on uh, on view in the, the sports leveling the playing field gallery. The exhibition explores hockey's early history and black athletes' contributions, which extend to the late 19th century. Um, you know, Willie Rowe Ree is going to be there. Uh, and, you know, we showcased during Black History Month that there's, uh, you know, not enough, but several hockey players that are black who played for the Washington Capitals. So, Caps fans, if you're out there and you've gone to this exhibit, you know, Snap some pictures if they let you and, and uh, tag us in it. We'd love to see some of it. Yeah. It's, um, you know, representation is important. And it's also great to recognize the trailblazing athletes. Um, yeah, this is good for history and good for the future of the game. No doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I would love to see what the ex- exhibits, exhibit is about. Uh, I would, I know that they they say like a case is dedicated there. So I just wonder like if it's a whole thing or like what, how big it is. That's all. Yeah. The, the pictures I saw, you know, it's your, your typical like museum thing. It had like the big, like plastic thing with writing like, you know, okay. what yeah. you'd see at a museum. Like a display. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's a Smithsonian, so I'm sure it's somewhat free, if not free cheap to go to. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, and uh, so clarification on the American Special Hockey Association. So uh, I'll just read you their quick uh, mission paragraph. And what's the website? It is www.specialhockey.org. The American Special Hockey Association is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving those with intellectual, developmental, and physical disabilities through the sport of hockey. Um, And then another quick sentence. They provide an environment of learning, mutual respect, and a sense of community to thousands of athletes and families across North America. So Awesome. um, It looks like anyone who wants to have any kind of involvement with the game of hockey, no matter what challenges they face in life, um, this organization, you know, benefits them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sounds very, very cool. So awesome stuff. Um, <clears throat> last little bit of news. Connor McMichael is named to the 2020, 2021 AHL all rookie team. 
At 20 years old, he had 27 points, 14 goals. He was the first Bear rookie to lead the team in scoring since Craig Fisher in 1990-1991. First forward in franchise history to be named to the AHL's all-rookie squad. And only the fourth Bear to make it there at all. Mike Green and John Carlson both were named the all-rookie squad along with Mike Gall in 1997-1998. So that's a pretty good... uh, Pretty good company to be in. Interestingly enough, uh, the Capitals have only had defensemen be there until now. Until now. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, not to brag, but I did say McMichael would win the Calder, so this is pretty close. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so Polly's preseason prediction was that McMichael would win the Calder. We put him on the spot, and I think he kind of panicked and didn't realize that McMichael was going to play fucking 10 fucking minutes in the NHL this season. (laughs) Well, he had a really good World Juniors. He did. And I thought that he Playing on Team Canada. But... Asterix, caveat, caveat, I think it was him in Lafreniere who had the big tournament. So I thought... With Lafreniere playing, like I thought they were on the same par. Obviously, at this point, they aren't. Um, also, the Caps didn't need to play a rookie the way the Rangers did. Um, and I think Lafreniere may have benefited from a year in the AHL. He had a decent year. Um, I mean, who knows if it would have been better in the A. But... Yeah, I was uh, very optimistic of Connor McMichael. So yeah, still had a very it's still right. a very good <laughs> to season. say the least. Right? No, uh, incredible season. I will say that, uh, and highly encouraging Caps fans. That you know, here's the thing: even if you're a stud in the AHL, does not mean that you're guaranteed stud to be in the NHL. So when, but most quality NHL players are studs in the AHL, right? Right. So you're not just because you're good in the A doesn't mean you're gonna it's gonna translate to the to the big show. Um I th- I agree with the coach's decisions to keep McMichael in the lower league, figure things out, you know, be the target of a lot of other teams as a star player, as a good young player, right? I think that that's something that again even though now the onus is off of all people getting hit, um, it, it's still good to like be a, have a target on your back, right? Yeah. And you know, McMichael's probably had that for most of his career. But when you're playing with grown ass men in the AHL or guys who want to just make a name for themselves, I think that's that's a good time to do it in the AHL. Um. The jury's still out for me on this kid. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, after this season, uh, I admit I was wrong. And I think he has a bright future, but still very much to prove. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he wasn't... I didn't think that he was awesome in his Caps debut. He wasn't bad, by any yeah, means. It was... But, dude, yeah. Extremely small sample size. Yeah, we gave him like 10 minutes and he didn't score a goal and I was like, Mark, fuck this kid. No, I mean, uh, honestly, like, I- I'm interested to see w- what the Caps have cooking for this guy. 
Are they going to deal Kuznetsov? Do they think McMichael can fill that role? So let's look at the two players just real quick here. You've got Connor McMichael, a smaller guy. Uh, I think he's only like 185 pounds. And I think he's maybe around six foot. You have Kuznetsov, who's similar, a little bit bigger, definitely a little taller. Um, and they're both non-physical players, more finesse. Uh, but, you know, McMichael's got that Canadian in him, so he's probably, you know, a little bit more uh, consistent North American game, if you will. Uh, and Kuznetsov is like the higher high, right? Like he can, we've obviously seen the type of uh, game that he can bring and, and the value that he brings to a team. Uh, I think that that ceiling is probably not as high for McMichael, but his game is probably a lot more consistent, maybe a little bit more consistent. I don't know. What do you think, Polly? Um, yeah, I mean, he probably will have less complaints in that area that Kuzi has. You know, you did that that segment earlier on how people were too rough on the Russians. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he performs anywhere near Kuzi's numbers, then people may like his play better for that reason. Yeah. Um, you know, McMichael is also not like a super fast speedster. Mm-hmm. He's more of a playmaker finisher. Um, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, it, it I guess the line of thought that I'm having right now is I'm questioning whether the plan for the Caps is to trade Kuznetsov for a draft stock, which his trade value is probably in the shitter right now, mm-hmm. as we've discussed ad nauseum for the past, you know, fucking month, um, that his, the, the, the press around Kuznetsov Everything else about Kuznetsov, you know, nobody wants to pay for him, right? Um, and, you know, he's approaching 30, so it's tough. Uh, on the other hand, McMichael's young, but he's got that, you know, he's... Do we move on from Kuznetsov and have him at, slotted in as a replacement? McMichael as a replacement? Well, I think if you're... If they're thinking we can get rid of Kuznetsov because of McMichael, I think that's a little risky. Okay. But if they're going to move Kuznetsov anyway, McMichael could be a good solution. A band-aid, you're talking. Yeah, for now. You know, like yeah. he's he's shown enough promise that it's like, okay, at least we can be a little more comfortable with our with decision. Giving him the shot, letting right. him prove you yeah. Yeah, but I don't think he's done enough to be the the reason we bank on it. Right. Fair enough. And that's and so we're at a precarious time for the Caps because if Mick, if we if we ship Kuznetsov for future considerations, i.e. draft picks, and we don't get something back, and then we bury McMichael in the A for another season, it's like, mm, it, was that worth it? Or if if we uh, ship, I'm sorry, if we ship him, if we ship Kuznetsov and then bring McMichael up and he doesn't do great, it's kind of just like, 
uh, you know, shit, is this the future of the team? Right. Because Kuznetsov has quite a few years left on his contract, you know. Um, so that's the conundrum. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, just a quick break here. Uh, a player who I think is very easy to dislike. Yeah. Marchessault just scored a fucking hat trick. <laughs> Why? Why? Why do you hate Marchessault? I don't know. Just he's annoying out there. Uh, like I don't. I you know if he was on my team, I'd probably like him. But I don't know his. Uh, sometimes I think he's a, a crybaby, and right. I don't know. He annoys me. Dude, the the Avalanche just look lost in their own zone. Yeah, this is. They do not look good. They're yeah. not responding well to the adversity that they haven't faced yet. Look at, dude, there's a shot here. On the fourth goal, watch the replay. Five avalanche are within a, like, ten-foot radius of each other. And they still left him wide open. Yeah. They're, they're, they're puck-watching. Like, oh, yeah, hard. So, it's bad. They're it's so desperate good. to create offense because they're losing right. that they're puck-watching. Yeah. Um, pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. Yeah. And that's a hat trick. Jesus. You know what, though? Here's the thing. If you score a hat trick in the playoffs, they're not going to continue that pace. There's no way. No. I mean, look at the Avalanche. As a team, they scored seven. Right. And then it was three. And now tonight, it's one. How many people in the Vegas crowd right now don't know why people are throwing hats? (laughs) (laughs) Right. What's going on? Where's the free buffet? That's dangerous. <laughs> Someone could die. Uh, do, are we getting comped something? Are people mm-hmm. getting free hats? Hmm. <laughs> Where, where's, um, where's Cirque de L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> is this is this Cirque de L.A.? <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> all right. Um, this is that's enough. All right. Anyways, back to McMichael. Um, I fully hope that he is somebody, uh, and then, but here, here is, I, sorry, to go back to what we were saying, it's a gamble putting him in Kuznetsov's second line forward position, though he does kind of match that skill set, you know, and I think that's why Caps Nation is kind of like, why is it make Michael playing? Because, well, I don't know, because the, the Kuznetsov-McMichael comparison is closer than any other center on the team for McMichael, mm-hmm. right? Now, what I see the Caps doing is fucking, like, trading Kuznetsov for some, you know, replacement-level center, and then slotting that center on the second line, or or bumping Lars Eller up to the second line, and then pr- replacing Lars Eller with this, with this replacement-level center. And that, I think, is the folly of being spoiled with such a studly NHL team. You know, yeah. like... Our top six are lock. Yeah. You know. Ever since this most recent section of the core, like John Carlson, Jay Beagle, mm-hmm. um, they haven't really developed much aside from goalies. Mm-hmm. And anything that they did develop, they shipped. Yeah. Which, you know, you got to give up young prospects with a high upside to get solid, proven 
NHL talent. That's what I, that's what they did. You know, it sucks to see Chandler Stevenson, um, Burakovsky, Grubauer. It sucks to see these guys go. But, you know, honestly, I think that, that was the best thing for their career. Verona, you know, mm-hmm. for their career. Um, well, Paul, you got anything else, man? Nope. Caps fans, take care. Hope you enjoyed our kind of incoherent rambling uh, where we are distracted uh, t- watching the, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, clean up their ice as half the crowd does not know why <laughs> hats are being thrown onto the ice and the other half is just drunk. Uh, <laughs> until next time, until next Monday, stay safe, be good. Polly Cupcakes, Hockey Troll, signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Pod Net on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>